this city girl is taking a holiday road trip. Thanks a lot! What am I supposed to do now? The one big roadblock? Her heart. It's not just your car that's keeping you here. I didn't even know places like this actually existed. I'm really glad that you're still here. Bonnie Somerville. This has been a wonderful uncharted detour, but it isn't real. Brennan Elliott. This is as real as it gets. Love you like Christmas. On Hallmark Channel, the heart of TV. This is it. We made it. Number 11, I think, in the regular season of Stocking Stuffers. Number 13, if you count two bonus <laughs> duos with Christine. Uh, yeah, that makes for, what, 24 hours, 2011 times... Guys, what's 13 times 2? 26 hours thereabouts of these movies that I sat through this year for you. I hope you appreciate that. I, I don't know that I, you know... It's been rough, guys. It's been rough. I mean, here's the thing. When you sit and watch all these movies, you really start to question your life decisions. Like, I work at a job, and maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Maybe I should drop everything and move to a small town that is very celebratory of Christmas and has a local diner that's in trouble, but because I'm good at marketing, I can help save them, even though now I don't have a job, so I can't pay for my food that I get there. So my point is, these movies, as we know, are very positive, maybe, depending on how you look at them. Uh, they're going for a certain thing, and they're preaching a certain lifestyle and certain life decisions. But in the real world, do any of these decisions, you know, um, let you pay for your egg white omelet at this charming local diner? They don't. They really don't. And the movie today, and our last movie of the season, everybody, is a little Hallmark ditty that has its own ditty, if you can believe that. Of course you can believe that. Uh, the movie is called Love You Like Christmas, and I feel like that's how you're supposed to say the title, although thankfully nobody in the movie does. Uh, this is from 2016. It is a Hallmark presentation directed by Graham Campbell, who, as you might guess, has directed a lot of television. Now, this one, it, it was a big decision to figure out, what do I end on? You know, we've had, we've had ups, we had, we've had downs, and we'll kind of get into a summation later on. But really, you know, y you want to end on a note of some sort. And I figured, you know, let me find something that's really fitting of the genre. And guys, I am not even, I am not lying in any way. And my husband can, can back me up and give written uh, a, a written, written, a written witness statement, if you so desire. But I had to pause this movie in the first minute of watching it. I have a screenshot of one minute into the movie because within that one minute, we hit on one, two, three, four. Count them four of the ten tropes of the cozy cardigan genre in the opening fucking minute of this movie. How how fitting to then end on that note. So, Love You Like Christmas tells the story of Maddie. Uh, Maddie is short for Madison, and if you're thinking like, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of reasons you might name your daughter Madison. One of them, obviously, is because you're an ad executive on Madison Avenue, so you name your daughter Madison. So that tells you everything you need to know about her character, right? She works in marketing in New York City, she is very good at her job, seems to really enjoy it, like seems to take enjoyment in being good at this job. Uh, but because her mother is dead and her mother was the only 
you know, part of her that celebrated Christmas, uh, she now no longer, you know, cares about the holiday. And now before putting her to death, as you think we should do with a movie like this, um, she gets a chance, if you will. She uh, is given a wedding invitation in Denver that she has to go to because it is a business related wedding so you know she's all set to go to denver but then what do you know her cousin decides he's selling uh the mustang that has been his his family for a while for ever or for like 40 years probably and wouldn't she like to buy it and she's like yes i'd like to buy it and drive it to denver in december we've noticed a trend this this year in watching these uh both love you like christmas and christmas on the bayou has characters driving from new york to across the country in a limited time frame but yet getting there quickly now of course in the case of love you like christmas uh maddie doesn't get there quickly because her car breaks down in a little town called hold your reindeer christmas valley so christmas valley is located in ohio and it is filled with you know, um, the kind of people you find in Ohio, the charming diner owner, uh, the, you know, chubby short order cook, uh, the regular customer at the diner who just apparently does nothing but sits at the diner all day long. And of course, a very handsome, uh, very single dad who is widowed. Of course he is. And has a cloying child. Of course he does. Everything, guys. Everything in this movie. It's great. Um, and he owns a Christmas tree lot. Of course he does. And Ma- But the, the Christmas tree lot is failing, as is everything in this small town. Um, but guys, do you remember what Madison does for a living? Marketing. Motherfucking marketing. And what does Madison bring to the town of Christmas Valley? Motherfucking marketing. She brings it to Christmas Valley and leaves it there because she ain't going back to New York. She's got, you know, a new love. She has saved every industry in this tiny town with her marketing skills. Um, She, you know, she gives such advice to the diner owner as, hey, you know, your name's Holly and this is a Christmas town. Why don't you decorate for Christmas? And it business goes out the window. It's insane. There is a local mechanic who is also a singer and Maddie says to him, hey, why don't you record a Christmas song and put it on YouTube? Bam! Number one Billboard single or something. Um, There is also, she during this time is staying in a bed and breakfast run by a former encyclopedia traveling salesman because anybody was ever that. And, you know, as you might imagine, the encyclopedia door-to-door salesman uh, world is not doing so well in 2016, even in a town like Christmas Valley. So, but don't worry, he instead, um, I think now works at the Christmas tree lot with uh, Love Interest, which again, second case of a Christmas tree lot providing job stimulation for a, um, you know, mildly economically inconvenienced white man. We also have this in My Santa. Guys, it all came together and I didn't plan it. I kind of was bumping around trying to figure out which movie I should end with. And I saw the description of Love You Like Christmas said something like a New York City marketing marketing executive. And I said, okay, that's it. I didn't know just how much it it would be. It is everything, guys. Everything. That's pretty much the plot of the movie. Uh, as you can guess, Maddie decides to stay after going back to New York and realizing her heart just isn't in marketing in New York anymore. It's all in marketing in Christmas Valley, I guess. So she goes back and that's the movie. So let's jump into the tropes. It's our last chance for the tropes, guys. So let's see what we got. 
Um, oh, and by the way, in case I forget, I do think it's pretty important to note that Love You Like Christmas uh, is also available in book form from Hallmark Publishing. So if you cannot get enough of it on screen and need it um, in your heart or in your eyeballs, then hey, hallmarkpublishing.com or something like that. Number one, our lead in need of a lesson. Oh, yes. Um, again, within the first scene, uh, we get the line, I market Christmas. I don't have time to celebrate it. What more do you need to know about Maddie named for Madison Avenue? Uh, she is played by Bonnie Somerville, uh, who is fine. I mean, the problem is they don't... You know, it, the problem I've had with a lot of the movies this year is they have these, you know, uh, you know, tough as nails corporate women, but within a scene, they let it all go, and then they're actually really chill for the movie, and that's just not fun. I want my corporate woman uptight. I want her in a business suit and high heels that do not make sense where she's going. I want a tight bun, and I don't get those things. That Those things fall by the wayside very quickly here. Um to establish more of just how business Maddie is. She is so business that her apartment, of course, is impeccable and not lived in. Her refrigerator has, uh, you know, leftover Chinese boxes, which are kept open in the fridge, which is just really gross because now your whole fridge is going to smell like leftover Chinese. Um, her, there's a scene where she opens up her closet and it is not even kidding. Power suit, power suit, power suit, all in dark colors because, you know, corporate business darkness uh when she goes to the small town and goes out to eat at the diner she orders egg whites and whole wheat toast like a city bitch does um she is you know told at one point um that she looks really pretty when she talks marketing which trust me every woman in marketing wants to hear at some point uh and so you know again and most importantly i mean she does need to learn a lesson she needs to learn that Everything she thought she wanted in life was wrong because um, it didn't include celebrating Christmas with a widowed dad, I'm pretty sure. Um, and, you know, I, I can't say whether or not she's good in marketing because, quite frankly, the ideas she quote-unquote has in terms of marketing for this town are pretty much an idea that any single person could have ever had. You know, um, hey, your name is Holly. Let's name... Let's decorate the diner for Christmas. That's all she says and business changes. It was apparently really easy to save this town, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Number two, the setting, big bad city, charming small town, or magical winter wonderland. Well, obviously we get, we open with shots of the big bad New York. Um, everybody in New York, in this New York, by the way, is happy and smiling. It's a very clean New York City. I kind of want to live in that New York City. But apparently I don't, because if I've watched this movie, what I should have learned is that New York City is evil. And Christmas Valley, Ohio, which was founded by Jeremy Christmas in 1917, as the movie tells us, um, is the most charming place you'll ever find. Again, small town diner, tree lot, uh, a, a single mechanic who's also a musician. What more can you ask for at, for a place to retire or leave a very high paying job for? Nothing. I mean, maybe you need a little something more. You need number three, your bland love interest. Uh, the bland love interest in this case is played by Brennan Elliott, who you might remember from A Christmas Melody. Uh, he seems to have been born for these kinds of movies because he is handsome in that soap opera way where there is no personality to him whatsoever. Um, he, as we said, owns a Christmas tree lot. He has a daughter 
and guys, he has a dead wife. Even w- everything about him. We're actually introduced to him on the highway where Maddie ha- has to pull over and she's all pissed off because, oh my God, business, 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 I'm on a time clock. And there, everybody in traffic has been delayed because a Christmas tree truck like crashed and Christmas trees fell out on the road. And wouldn't you know it, but they were this guy's trees and all of that. So perfect case of manual labor, perfect case of Christmas spirit. Guys, he's wooing her with Christmas trees. Of course he is. He owns a Christmas tree lot. This is everything you need in these movies. It's right here. Uh, he's also an asshole, as you often guess get in these movies. You know, like... She's met him once, and the whole thing is she's really inconvenienced. She was going somewhere. She had a job to do. She got delayed, and because this town has no anything, she can't get a part for her car to keep going on. And so she is sitting down and talking to him and answering her phone because she has to deal with work stuff, and he's kind of making her feel bad about it. And fuck this guy, because she does have a job to do. Anyway... Number four, our montage, we get several, as you can guess. We get a few driving, a driving from New York City to Colorado montage that includes, uh, you know, state signs every couple of states. And I was really hoping they would show every single one. What's great about this is it uh, brings up something very important for Love You Like Christmas, which is the amazingly terrible use of green screen car graphics as the car drives. It's, It's really great. The... We also get a montage. Uh, It's the second time we hear the song. I can't remember if I mentioned this, but guys, guess what? Love You Like Christmas isn't just a movie. It isn't just a book from Hallmark Publishing. It's also a motherfucking song. And the song goes something like Love You Like Christmas. I didn't catch any of the other words. It's sort of country pop. Uh, That plays as, I think it plays twice. I think it's over the opening credits. And then uh when maddie turns around from new york sheds her corporate power suit puts on a nice turtleneck and comes to live in christmas valley and at the end we get a montage of celebrating with the townspeople number four dead parents dead wife I, again it's it, like i'm i'm almost i'm almost shedding a tear for just how perfect this movie is in this area because opening scene opening fucking minute of the movie we find out maddie's mom is dead And then, of course, when we meet Love Interest, whose name I'm not even going to tell you because I don't remember it and I don't care. He is everything of a love interest in these movies. He's not an artist. I will say I should take that away from him. Uh, He is a dead wife. I forget how she died. It doesn't matter. The point is she's out of the way. It's perfect. Number six, our sassy sidekick. Again, opening minute. And I will share the screenshot on the Facebook group uh, because we have an assistant, which... Oh man, how many movies now did we have a black female assistant to our our lead? It was this one. Um, definitely. Okay, Christmas Prince. We had a sidekick, best friend, assistant um, who was black. Um, I'm just running through that. A, Chris, a Christmas, a Christmas Prince, a Christmas Kiss. We had a black sassy sidekick. Second Chance Christmas, we had a black friend. Um, oh, 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 we had a, again, you you see the trend here. Many, many assistants or best friends who are the only person of color in the movie. So the trend continues. Um, Maddie's assistant in the opening shot has giant earrings. She wears giant earrings the entire movie. There you go. 
also we have uh, the wacky people of the town. So we have the sassy diner o- diner owner, Holly. We'll get to that again. Uh, the short order cook, who's all like, oh my god, I'm making these omelets, and nobody's eating them. And, of course, the former encyclopedia salesman, who is a former encyclopedia salesman. What is sassier than that? Evil woman, uh, disappointingly, we don't get. I guess Maddie is supposed to sort of be, but again, she kind of fizzles very quickly. She has a boss who's all like, hey, it's really important that you get back in time to give that million-dollar presentation for our most important client. I guess that makes him evil because, you know, he is caring about his job. Slapstick, number eight. As you can guess, Maddie is not good at, like, Christmas activities. They're, they bake fruitcake. She bakes fruitcake with um, love interest's obnoxious, awful daughter. And what do you know? Her fruitcake comes out bad. Uh, she also makes a wreath. And what do you know? Her wreath comes out bad. Uh, there is a flower fight because they are baking. And what more could you do when you bake but have a flower fight? And at one point, she gets into a car accident because a reindeer is in the road and she hurts her ankle. Slapstick. Number nine, sage old person. I think uh, the award here goes to Pam, the innkeeper, uh, who seems really unhappy in life. Now, I don't know if this was, if the actress just has a certain kind of like melancholy to her, or if she was playing this character as this woman who's married to this guy and he's out of work and the inn is failing and the town is kind of sad and she just seems really sad and very envious of Maddie and very kind of weirdly obsessed with making sure she makes the right decisions almost like a whole oh don't make the same mistakes I did none of this comes out in the movie it's just what I got from this actress's performance but she does also give out gems like the older I get the more I regret the things I didn't do hey that's sage wisdom We do not get a Santa Claus, and I'm really disappointed because the way they set up the town being founded by Jeremy Christmas, I was sure somehow it was going to be like a Christmas under wraps thing where in the last two minutes in the movie, we find out this is actually the North Pole. Spoiler alert, it doesn't happen. However, we get a lot of bonuses. Public domain holiday songs, yeah, everything, all of them, and a lot of times it's everybody singing them, and they're singing them terribly, and like... Uh, product placement, I'd say there's two big products on display here. One are Mustangs, which are heavily referenced in the movie. The other is the title song, which they are trying to sell the fuck out of. Uh, Cloying Child. Oh, God, I hated this kid. I mean, again, understand, when I say I hate these kids in these movies, I'm not, I, I don't mean to, you know, real I'm really hoping the kids and their parents are listening to these I know they're not but I'm just saying I don't mean to insult child actors it's rarely the child actors fault there is a director telling them what to do pulling stuff out of them and saying yes that's what I want and you know what I didn't want this kid in this movie uh her name is Joe and Joe has a dead mom obviously and Joe meets Maddie and oh, I don't I'm sure everybody out there has had this experience with a little kid where I don't know you it, you could be anywhere it could it's and it's not I'm not talking about family I'm talking about like you go somewhere and you're at like this big gathering or a party and for whatever reason a kid just latches onto you uh I, 
I don't mean to sound so heartless, but sometimes it's very uncomfortable. And, you know, you're, you're thinking like, hey, I, don't hold me in high esteem. I'm, I'm not the person you should be trying to impress here. It can be very annoying as well. And that's what happens here. Joe instantly, like, if this could, could have taken a handcuff and locked it on Maddie's ankle. If this kid could have put a Battle Royale 2 collar around her neck and a a similar Battle Royale 2 collar around Maddie's neck so that they could not get more than 50 yards apart, otherwise their heads would blow up, this kid would have done that. Instantly obsessed with this woman. Poor Maddie, like, has a job to do. And it keeps kind of, you know, I guess because she kind of feels bad about the lonely kid with a dead mom. So she, fine, yeah, it won't work right now. And instead I'll go search for pine cones with this shit of a kid so that happens uh there is however a dog the dog is named robbie the dog is pretty cute so that helps redeem and balance things out a little bit ice skating we do not get which is tragic we do however get pine cone picking which is apparently a christmas thing some people do i don't know and of course christmas tree lots so there i did not catch many canadianisms although i felt like a lot of people talked slightly funny so i wouldn't be surprised if many of them are indeed canadian and a bonus of a character with a holiday name as i mentioned holly the diner waitress who oh my god never realized her name was holly and she lives in christmas valley i just yeah all right so before i get to recommending or not recommending love you like christmas let's uh grab a scoop from an imdb movie review and let's see what in it for real has to say their heading was enjoyable fun loving sentiment ahem finding your way even when you're not sure where you're going how many times have we made plans only to find out we have to take a detour bonnie somerville plays a wonderful role and there's a warm connection between her and the young joe played by madison bridges fuck that kid maddie duncan sets off on a road trip after being given a classic red mustang just that thought alone would be exciting for anyone however there's much more to this movie it's about unexpected change and walking away from the on paper perfect plan of your life and stepping into a happiness that you never thought could possibly exist sure if that's what you took from love you like christmas more power to you that's fine i found this one eh you know, again, not the worst one. I will say I got really excited when in the opening scene we had, count them, New York City skyline, sassy black sidekick, corporate marketing woman who hates Christmas, and dead mom. All of those things in the first four minutes. And, like, and again, oh, another line I forgot that she said, which was, I don't want snow to slow down sales. What? But snow is Christmas, therefore you hate Christmas. You get my point. Uh, this one kind of it falls sort of in the middle it has enough wacky about it that you kind of can enjoy it for those aspects but it's not you know it doesn't have anything really fun or really i don't know there's very little chemistry anywhere it's it's like again the epitome of what these movies are and not the best so those were the stocking stuffers of 2017 uh just thinking them over i was trying to figure out like not a ranking but like okay which one were the best ones what were the worst ones and you know i gotta say this year as far as best goes i don't really have a best none of them were that good uh the three that were tolerable for various reasons i would say were christmas on the bayou 
which had a, you know, Hillary Burton I thought was good in that movie. And the fact that it was in Louisiana and actually filmed there gave it a little more pep and a little more style. Uh, a Christmas Prince, which was Netflix's movie, looked a little prettier than a lot of the other stuff, had a tolerable lead, and had Alice Kriege. Krieg. Krieg? Krieg. It had the Borg Queen playing a queen who wasn't a Borg. Maybe she was a Borg. And the other one that I think was one of the more tolerable ones of the year was Wrapped Up in Christmas, which was Lifetime's 2017 movie, which, again, I give credit to for having black people on screen. That was exciting, and it probably had the best cast of all of them. The worst ones, uh, I would say, switched for Christmas, I found very... Uh, the more I think about it, the angrier I am, because they clearly had more money behind that one, and yet it it's so unambi- unambitious and really shows how lacking of anything Candace Cameron Bure is. So that was, was, you know, certainly on the disappointments list. And I know Christine will agree with me, the spirit of Christmas was a slug. And the only thing really keeping me going through that one was knowing that I could talk about it with Christine. So I think that ended up being a, you know, for that it was worth it. Uh, I will throw in the uh, most worst but most fun was probably a Christmas gift because it's just wacky and terrible and cheap in a way that's kind of charming. And then the most infuriating one, which every year we get one. Last year it was uh, that Heaven Sent one with um, Marley Shelton and the ghost child of the baby she miscarried yeah that one uh this year it's definitely second chance christmas which uh if you don't remember that's the one where uh the husband overboards his amnesic wife into thinking she still loves him when she does not so meanings of christmas you know all of those things i hope you've learned something i hope you've enjoyed these i enjoy doing them i don't know why probably because deep down I hate myself or maybe deep down I really do long to leave my job in marketing and life in New York City for a charmingly quaint small town where uh, everybody knows my name and makes me omelets that I never eat or pay for and also gives me quilts. That's deep down. That's the reason for the season. I'm not there yet. Next year, we'll just keep going. Maybe then. Maybe then things will change. Until then, happy new year. Happy holidays. Uh, happy leave your corporate day job future plans happy life day we'll just say that